Connect and experience art at the Northfield Arts Guild. Visit our galleries, arts festival, and take in a performance at our theater featuring a full season of dramas, comedies, and musicals. The Guild's gift shop showcases unique art from over 100 local and regional member artists. Come enjoy music from the Cannon Valley Regional Orchestra or the 411 Concert Series. We invite you to explore your creativity in one of our classes. All are welcome at the Northfield Arts Guild. To learn how you can be a part, visit northfieldartsguild.org or call 507-645-8877. Art Zany, radio for the imagination, with your host, Paula Granquist, is brought to you by the Northfield Arts Guild and by the Paradise Center for the Arts. And now, Art Zany, radio for the imagination. Good morning. This is Paula Granquist, and you're tuned in to Art Zany Radio for the Imagination. Thanks so much for being with us here today. We're going to celebrate all things creating and share some stories. And, of course, we're going to tune our imaginations. And I've been, I was thinking about uh, this weekend or next weekend's studio art tour, and I was thinking about all the friends that are on the tour that I've got to know over the years and uh, was was thinking about, um, and, and this transition makes absolute no, no sense, but it's where my brain went when I was putting together the notes for uh, today's show, is I was thinking about my tomato plant that I gave you a story about. This was probably at the beginning of the summer. And you, so for those of you that have been wondering what happened to my tomato plant, I'm going to give you the update on that. And it was, <laughs> uh, here's what happened. And this might have happened to you too sometimes. You go out to the garden and like in one day all of a sudden, boom, it's just this giant bush of tomatoes. This was a, a an actual um, cherry tomato plant. And so I was in the garden trying to get the, the crazy wildness back into the um, oh, I forgot what they're called, the braces that you put around the tomato plant just to kind of keep them s- supported. And, of course, I broke off a branch, and I was so crushed. I just couldn't believe how sad it was that to have this broken plant that had yellow flowers and had that beautiful, earthy, bright summer smell, that thing that only tomato plants give you when you, you touch those stems. And so I was just devastated and I couldn't put it on the compost pile. I thought this is alive and I need to do something. So I brought it into the house and I thought, well, it'll be like a nice uh, bouquet. So I put it in a vase of water and thought at least I can enjoy it for a few more days. And it did. It actually kept that little smell. If you got close enough, you could could uh, you know get back to the garden. It was like being having the garden in the house. So I'd never done that before. And you know what happened? The stem started growing roots. And I was like, I didn't know you could do this. And then one of the green tomatoes turned red. And then one day I looked and there were so many roots, I decided maybe it's time to put it out into the garden. And maybe it could make, or not the garden, but maybe into a pot and it could make this transition to an outdoor life. So I had this old chip flower pot and some potting soil and I put that branch in the pot. Not sure if it was going to make it, but I kept checking on it and cheering for it and praying for it. And I thought maybe I'll just give it a better chance at at a longer life. And to my amazement, that plant has survived the summer. There's still some yellow flowers. It probably didn't get pollinated and didn't turn into tomatoes. And most of the green tomatoes stayed green, but there's like maybe two or three right now that are orange and then one that actually is red. So I have some tomatoes from that plant. And it was just really exciting to have that that happen. I felt connected to this plant and found myself rooting for its success And I wasn't keeping it alive to make tomatoes, but just to have this beautiful life continue. And I sure feel better now about snapping off the branches. And maybe someday that'll happen to you and you'll know what to do. Um, I hope the the plant had some great days soaking in the sun. And that's what we should be doing now. Today, it's not exactly going to be a sunny day, but you can always find those rays of sunshine. And I think there's no better way, this is where we get back to the studio art tour, to enjoy what is happening in the fall than to go on the studio art tour. It is happening next weekend. That's October um, 7th and 8th with some studios being open on Friday the 6th. And, you know, I have ta- I love this tour because I 
just like getting out into the, you know, parts of our, our region. And I know there have been many times on this tour where I've pulled the car over on a, a, a little country road or side road and just taken pictures or just took in the vista because the leaves were glorious. The sky had this great blue color and it just felt like there was, I needed to soak in all of that was happening. And then you get to the studios and it's like just, you know, energizing yourself to be able to go and make it through the winter when you see these artists in the space that they work. It's a, a really unique tour and I am thrilled to be able to talk about that today. So I'm going to turn the mics and welcome my guests to the show. Um, I just think it's it's like looking at a list of great artist friends that have, have uh, you know, come together again for an event in the fall and I cannot wait this year's studio tour has 18 studios and 33 artists. You can follow along with us on their website, which is Studio A-R-T-O-U-R. So there's just the one T in there. So I always hesitate when I'm pronouncing it. <laughs> you don't want to say Studio Art Tour, because that would be implied too. Studio Art Tour is how I've decided to uh, pronounce that. And uh, it is uh, um, StudioArtTour.com. And you can click on the doors or the artists up at the top, the list, or the map, and it's just going to be a brilliant show. Saturday, October 7th from 10 to 6, Sunday from 10 to 5. And then once you visit a a studio or their website, you'll know which of the studios are open Friday the 6th, and that's from 4 to 8. And it covers Farmington, Northfield, Nearstrand, and Faribault. I want to welcome my guests, Tammy Ressler and Rebecca Tolley are here to share some of the details of the tour. But first, let's uh, start off by having you introduce yourselves a little bit, your artwork and your studio space and um, your, your your world. You can tell us, Tammy, a little about uh, Shattuck St. Mary's. And uh, let's start with you. Um, so I this is actually my fifth year on the art tour. And um, I feel like you, like when I go down this list of all the artists, I would say most of them I have a relationship with. And I really didn't, you know, when I went into it, apart from going on the tour and visiting people in their studios, I had some friends. I'd been at the Paradise for years and years, so I did have some friends on it. But um, being on the tour and being involved with the um the planning and creation and stuff like that the administrative part of it has given me such an opportunity and such an insight to get to meet people and build those relationships and like you said be inspired by people's artwork so you know that's the thing about creating art is that you have to be surrounded by art to be inspired by it Mm. and and want to create more because you see it around you and and it just makes the world a better place. I can echo that. Yeah. 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 And for those of you you've been on before, we've talked yep. about um, a couple things. But one of the things you do is at the um, Shattuck St. Mary's. Yep. Yep. So I um, work with the Fessler Lampert Performing Arts Series. And next Thursday, I'm super excited because we have a bluegrass concert. It's bluegrass and old time music. It's a Venezuelan um, musician and a North Carolinian musician and they have teamed up to do this um bluegrass show and actually i got a call the other day from a guy he called in um to work and said that he had seen them in missouri and he teaches bluegrass and is very involved in bluegrass and he said it was amazing he said it was just life-changing and i was like wow like i love bluegrass music in fact it's why i bought my van I bought my car because I wanted to go to the bluegrass festival up north and I didn't want to drive with my car windows down for three and a half hours. <laughs> so I went out and bought a car so that I would have air conditioning. <laughs> and, and then I stopped and I, now I had this big car. So I stopped and picked up my mom and her boyfriend and my nephew along the way and brought them with me to the bluegrass thing. So yeah, that's, I'm really excited about it. So it's next Thursday, October 5th at 730 at Shattuck. And they're called Larry and Joe. Larry and Joe. <laughs> what a great name. Right? <laughs> if you're going to do bluegrass, you should really change your name to Larry and or Joe. Because the 
That's the only way you're going to get away with it. Well, and, and I love the line in the, the promotion. It says, Larry and Joe were destined to make music together, even though they're they from feel that way. Venezuela and North Carolina. Right? Like, yeah. how, that, like how did the, I want to hear that story. Right. The world's colliding. So if people go to, um, it's just S, like Shattuck, dash SM, St. Mary. So S-SM.org slash tickets. There's more information about them. And the, all of the, all of the, um, shows this season are just $10 for adults and $5 for kids. That's very reasonable. Youth. Yeah. Because they wanted, they have, um, the supporters of this series want to make it affordable for people to come and see these amazing shows. So there's this one. And then the next one is actually November 2nd, which is also a Thursday and it's Lizzie, the dream girl. And she is actually a therapist who does hypnosis for entertainment um, and so she believes in laughter as therapy as well. So that should be really fun. So I'm really excited and I really hope that people will come down and experience that because performing, um, so when I work at Chaddock, I'm, I'm the coordinator for the performing and visual arts departments. And to me, they really go hand in hand. Like you get the stimulus of the visual and the you know, oral and, mm -hmm. and all of that is so important to keep your brain firing on all of its cylinders. Not that my brain is firing on all of its cylinders, but I like to think occasionally <laughs> it does. Yeah. And I, it can't I, hurt. I can say I saw, um, Dessa when yeah. she was there and it was, I, I love that theater. Yeah. It's really it's a beautiful. beautiful space and the building itself is a, a really yeah. great venue. It's just a few miles down the road. So it's really interesting because I had, before I started working there again with like, there's so many aspects to artwork and architecture is one of those things. And so you go in and you see this arch and you see this big building and the clock tower and all of these different, um, you know, architectural features that are so interesting. And it just, I think, enhances your whole experience to mm -hmm. be in this, in this environment that kind of makes you feel like, wow, something is really cool is going to happen here. Yeah. I think and it that, does. It does. Right. <laughs> so that's, thank yeah. you for sharing those details, yeah, a little yeah. extra promotion yeah. on, on Art Zany Radio. And we can do that with Rebecca as well as you introduce yourself. Um, Cause you have some work in a beautiful museum down in Mankato um, that we want to talk about the Carnegie Art Center. So uh, you're a, a painter and uh, you also have a new studio, too. So we have two I, things I we can talk. Yeah. So tell us That's a little right. bit. So I'm Rebecca Tolley and I am an oil painter and a teacher. And uh, that keeps me very busy because I own a gallery uh, on Division Street here in Northfield. It's a new space. I moved from a smaller space to a larger space. It has a bigger window, has more room for artists and teaching and my artwork and others' artwork. In fact, I just, uh, we had the Emerging Artist Exhibit, which I, uh, I do that every year for my students. Anybody that paints with me in a class, they're able to have an exhibit, invite their friends and family, and uh, show off their creativeness, which is oh, so wonderful. And they love that, and so does the families and everybody involved. Um, so, yes, I, uh, I do several things there. Um, uh, I, I've actually even uh, recently with one of uh, my friends, my artist friends, we went south of here uh, a couple of miles and did plein air painting. That's something I have not done in quite a while, which plein air means painting outdoors and very quickly, a little bit smaller, and I quite enjoy it because I do love the um, love nature. Mm -hmm. And but as far as the art tour, the art tour I've been on I think seven years. I've only been in Northfield nine years. Came from Colorado. Before that, it was Chicago, and then before that, it was raised our children in Burnsville, Minnesota. But uh, so I love the art tour. Uh, actually, it was Judy Say Willis who who invited me to join and I've made a great many artist friends from that experience and learned a lot and become more of a marketer 
because of that fact, <laughs> delving into to the aspect of being a different artist. Uh, there's more to art than, of course, uh, just painting it, and that's a new experience. But growing into that, but uh, what I love about the art tour is uh, the opportunity of talking with people mm. about the art. So many interesting mm. conversations that happen from people uh, that love art. And uh, uh, I think that's the most exciting thing for me because I do get very animated mm-hmm. <laughs> when I'm talking about different techniques and painting and, and, and uh, what it means to me and the spiritual aspect as far as, uh, you know, it's just something that comes out of me. It's more of a, a, a soul thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I also do a little bit of art activism, too, because of that. And um, because I have, I like a little twist in the wind thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Oh, yeah. I, I don't make any excuses for that anymore, but I, I like... Like recently, it's a painting about the Supreme Court, and then I did one of COVID, which uh, it's something that you don't start out to do, but end up, it happens. Mm -hmm. For me, it happens. Uh, That's why I do what I do. And uh, anyway, it's it's a great thing. The Studio Art Tour is great. I love it. I love the other artists that I've worked with and become friends with because I really knew no one here in Northfield. It's all kind of starting from scratch, but everybody's been very inviting. I love the town. Uh, It's that, you know, one morning I'm out there sweeping the front of my sidewalk in front of the gallery, and you can hear the busyness starting to wake, the city waking (laughs) up. Mm -hmm. And I felt, oh, I could be in a, I could be in some some little town in Europe and mm. hear these kind of sounds and I I just like wow this is this is fabulous mm-hmm. you know I just felt a, a nice little glow from that of uh, of being able to experience it um, do you want to talk about the show down in Mankato at the um, Carnegie's Art Center yes uh, you know I <laughs> it was on it was on Instagram, which I'm not on there a whole lot, but uh, somebody had put it up there. And, and the night before, I, I finally remembered, oh, I should do this. So I entered uh, one of my paintings. It's called The Silent Land, which is a very, uh, uh, for me, it's very spiritual because it's a dripped painting of uh, oil painting, very large. And it... It has a starry sky, and uh, they said they loved it. They they loved it, and it got juried in. It's a juried show, which I don't do very often either. And uh, the opening will be October 6th. Next Friday. Next Friday <laughs> when the opening is, but my husband will be watching the gallery. And I thought, well, it's important that I be there for the opening. This is the first time that I've been in the Carnegie mm. and what a beautiful space that is yeah. and uh, very welcoming from oh, and I forgot his name who was in charge I don't remember but anyway he was uh, very 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 nice and so I'm looking forward to the other art seeing that and um, kind of expanding my uh, connections a little bit down there that's so, congratulations. Be, yeah, on that's that. really exciting. Yes. Thank you for sharing it so listeners can go because the show there is open uh, through the 21st. So if they aren't able to come uh, next weekend, they can go and down to Mankato, another great drive yeah. for um, yes. a local regional spot to visit. So that's yes. very exciting. I wonder, I was thinking about for um, all of the artists on the Studio Art Tour, and you can tell me about, about yourselves. Uh, is there because the you, you do know this is coming up in the fall? How does that affect your rhythm of, you know, making art or thinking about what should I have ready for this or how does my studio space change? I, I'd love to hear what that does as a your process as an artist. I don't know if you talk to a lot of other artists. So I talk to a lot of because I'm con- 
constantly like touching base with all the different artists in the tour and, you know, seeing what kinds of things are going on. And, um, I hear at this point a ton of panic. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of panic out there. People support your local artists. They're panicking. But isn't that, that's probably always a part of the process. Is that because it's harder to find that rhythm? It's because it just takes a long time to create art. Mm. So it just, it, it isn't like people are like, oh, I'm just going to make a whole bunch of stuff now because I've got this thing coming up. It's that you think, you think that you have time, but everything takes so long and it's people start a long time beforehand. So a lot of artists that I talk to, they just, they're in this constant state of why, why do I keep signing up for all this stuff? (laughs) Because they think they're going to have more time and things just take longer than you think. Because most artists I think are perfectionists. They want things to be the way they visualize them in their head. And it takes a long time to get that right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, whether people are painting or making jewelry or making ceramics or um, f- fiber art or whatever they're making or wood art, they are, they're constantly trying to develop that and then reevaluating what you see and how can you tweak that now to make it match the vision of what you want it to be or what you want it to say. And it's a process. And I don't think that you can necessarily know how long it's going to take you because it isn't like baking a cake where you have a recipe that you follow and you bake it for 40 minutes. It's that you're doing it. And sometimes your hand doesn't do what your brain tells your hand to do. (laughs) And now you have to fix that. Um, and that takes extra time or whatever it is. So, um, I I think everything just takes a little longer than you think it's going to, or maybe it just doesn't go the way Maybe you you find a different direction. You're in the middle of doing something and it's like, well, that's actually not going to, that's not going to be what I thought it was going to be. It's actually going to be something else. And so then you take a left turn and now you're doing something else. Or like for my birthday in August, I got a book of sculptures and I was very inspired by that. And then I had to just drop what I was working on and make a sculpture because (laughs) duh, now you have to do that. So all of the things I was working on that I had sort of planned for, I had to push aside because now I had to do this other thing. So, well, I can see how sculpture might in, inform your ceramic art. Oh yeah, I love doing. There's sculpture. A, a relationship between yeah. structure and building, and you know, yeah. trying to you know uh, craft something that that has. Well, and that's the thing is it takes, a, again, it just takes, it takes as long as it takes, but it, it's like you make it and then you've just spent six weeks making one thing, you know, <laughs> one thing that may or may not ever find a buyer, um, because I may or may not ever want to put it out there. Um, so yeah, it's just, art is such an odd, um, endeavor in a lot of ways it's not like going to a job and getting paid hourly sometimes you make something that you may decide you don't want to sell for some reason but you've spent months working on it and now you're like actually I really like that I don't think I'm ready to let go of that Mm -hmm. or you or somebody will say oh I really have to have that you're like well I made that for somebody else so now I have to make them something else and yeah it's a weird um it's a it's a weird pursuit art. How about for you, Rebecca? Are there is there a rhythm to knowing that the show is coming up in the fall, that that um, changes anything about your process? You know, not not really. I I get to this point <clears throat> because uh, uh, painting painting to me is uh, it it has to say something. So I. Every piece is thought about, um, in most cases, I would say that, that I, wanna, uh, I, I want to express uh, movement and I want to express a thought or express, which is, which is harder to do. I can, I, like I said, I'm, I've done some plenar, I'm doing plenar, and I used to do landscapes and things like that, of course, but but to me, it's more about that. Uh, there's a great quote from Anselm Kiefer, who was still alive and producing. In fact, when we were in Venice 
recently, he had a show up, and he does a exhibit, I would say, large, large pieces of art that were put into the, uh, I think it was the Doge's Palace there, which went over very, very old art. But he his quote is, uh, art doesn't, and I'm probably paraphrasing here, art uh, can still be art and say something. Mm. And I totally believe that. He's been such an inspiration to me. And um, yes, I could paint, yes, and I... Uh, these days I'm having some prints made. That's kind of my solution, which I have uh, have been well-received uh, of prairie, older prairie, <laughs> you know, butterflies, and they're out in the prairie. Or uh, I love the prairie because it's it's very uh, lyrical and rhythmic and, and the wind blowing and, and being able to put that into my paintings is extremely important to convey that. Uh, to people looking at uh, my artwork, and uh, so it's all—it's it, all very—I uh, uh, I don't want to say existential, but very uh, moving uh, to me. So when that doesn't happen, which you know, of course, is not going to happen every time, um, you know, it becomes a little more of a struggle. But getting ready for this show is well, okay. I'll make a couple more prints. <laughs> I'm not particularly selling my originals right now. Uh, I've been asked to, but for now I'm hanging on to quite a few of them because I have sold some that I wished I still had. Mm. So, uh, it, and it's, and, and once it goes up on the wall, uh, other artists will say, well, do you ever take it down? I said, of course I do. <laughs> it still be in the frame and there I am, it's in the back and I'm painting on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and hoping I don't mess up the frame at the same time because it's oil paint because I just get kind of driven this way but it, it's a wonderful being an artist is a wonderful thing if if you can tap into that and and that's important for me to talk to others about tapping into that that feeling of of spiritualness art soul it's it's so so important these days to a lot of people mm-hmm yeah, thank you. That's a really great insight, and I encourage people to visit studioarttour.com, and you can get um, see some of the images that we're talking about from both Tammy and Rebecca. And you should, uh, I know that, Tammy, you're going to be at the Paradise Center for the Arts. That's mm-hmm. one of the stops on the tour. That is number, let's see, I wrote it down, 10. 10. Yep. And uh, so you'll be there with other artists. Yeah. And tell me what you'll, you'll be bringing and what people can see from from you at this yeah. next so weekend. So I do pottery and I do ceramic art, so sculptures. And um, I do, I make bodies that hang on the wall um, that are sculptural bodies. And I've actually been um, sort of enamored with making heads lately. Um, because some child left their doll in my yard last year and I put it up by my little library to, you know, hopefully they would come and claim it again, but they did not. So I, um, decapitated it <laughs> and <laughs> made I hope a that mold little, little of child its is head <laughs> and then have been making sculptures incorporating these little heads. So that's been super fun for me, but um, I do a lot of sculptural things like that, and I do a lot of raku. So um, I really enjoy the process of raku, even though um, I lose a lot of stuff because raku is very hard on your products. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's fun to do still, and I like experimenting with different types, different firing techniques, and things like that. So um, I I always really encourage people to come like when I do raku firings I invite other people to come and people who maybe aren't necessarily quote-unquote artists but are interested in it because I think a lot of times if you can just show people what you're doing and get their hands in it then they find themselves in art a little bit more that's one of the things like um, Rebecca when you were talking I kept thinking about how um, one of my pet peeves is when people say oh I'm not artistic Mm. I can't do art. Yes. And I'm like, you're alive. You're breathing. <laughs> you're thinking, hopefully. You're, you know, you can do art. Like, literally, if you just pick up a thing and make it into something else, you have started down that pathway of seeing who you are. And 
I love that so much. And I love meeting new artists. And we have some new artists on the tour this year who are either new to the area. And I like that they've been making connections with other artists in the area and starting to feel more at home. Um, and, and people who are developing as artists and are really finding themselves and part of finding themselves as that marketing part of it and starting to get out and sell their work. And for me, getting out and selling my work is not so much about selling the work as about making those relation, building relationships mm -hmm. and making connections and helping people find art and bringing art to the community and helping people in the community understand that, that there's art all around them. And that they can be part of that. And that's for me, that's what the tour is about. Part of, part of that is I have another job. So it's not like I have to, I don't necessarily have to get out there and sell work. Um, although I don't know what I would do with it if I didn't sell some <laughs> of it because my house is full, but, um, yeah, I like, I like getting people into, into finding themselves and, becoming artists, giving people opportunities to become an artist. I think that's part of what it ins is inspiring about it yeah. is, and you get to be in the studio with these artists. So you sometimes see the tools, you see mm -hmm. the, you know, the, the beginnings of a painting and you're like, oh, that's how you get, you know, how you build up layers or, you know, you see somebody with a pot in process and you're like, oh, I didn't realize it takes that long to dry or, right. you know, some of the different stages of art being made. And yeah. that's insightful and exciting to, to see yeah. uh, rather than sometimes just in a gallery, you might just see the final product and you don't know that, like you said, some things can take months yeah. to get to and you get to be a part of, of that. And yeah. uh, that is inspiring and it, it, it does if it, it you know like makes you feel that that creative energy and it's in all of us yeah. like you said and the thing about the paradise being at the paradise I mean I've had a pretty uh, long relationship with the paradise anyways um, because I came to Faribault in what 2006 when I started working at the paradise and I've had this connection with it ever since and when people come in there, they're in the pottery studio, they're seeing the things. And so I think there's this, there's this connection where people can, they can see that they have a place. They come into a studio that is open to the public. They can become a member. They can do work there. They can come into the boutique studio and they can see the tools that they would be using and touch those tools and know that they are belong there and so um sometimes i think like you say when you go into a gallery you see the work but you don't necessarily see how you fit into that and you can buy it and bring it home and use it and i personally have a huge mug collection from lots of different potters <laughs> because i like to pick the mug of the morning um so i buy a lot of art from other people and i my house is full of art um mostly from other people. And I like that I can look around my house and know who made that thing. And I can see, I know where they made it and I can see myself doing that. Cause when I first came to the paradise, um, I was a potter, but then I learned how to do batik and I've learned how to paint because I met the artists who did those things and was in an environment where they were welcoming and nurturing and I try and be that for other people. And I think most of the artists on the tour, that's part of the deal. Like Rebecca is a teacher, you know, and she, people come in and they paint with her. And when we went to, I went to the, um, was that the emerging artist that we had? So when I went to that and I bought this little thing, I put it in my office at work and I, I love looking at it and I love seeing it and thinking about it and, and being inspired by it and, you know, it isn't something I've ever done, this little piece of art that I bought. It's not something I would ever do. Um, so I like seeing how somebody else did it and thinking about how they did it. And and I, I like buying art that I would never do because I don't want to do everything, you mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. So I like surrounding myself with lots of different things that are artistic that I can enjoy and not necessarily do, but think I know who did that. So if I ever did want to do it, I think they'd help me learn how. 
that's true. You do get to build those relationships yep. too. And Rebecca, you're in your new studio in the space, which is very a recent. Uh, I'm so delighted that that you did open a new studio because I saw the for sale sign go up in the old <laughs> space, and I thought, what happened? No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then there you are. You open two doors down, <laughs> right on Division Street in downtown right Northfield, and you are um, studio number three. Is it three? Yes, I think three this year. Did I have that right? We can. I can look that up here. Um, yeah, it's right here. She's actually in studio number four. Four. Yeah. That Tolly <laughs> Fine Art. Okay. Five hundred eight Division Street. Like, oh, downtown North. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. That was me. That was my. Remember, error. I always said everybody's panicking. You just <laughs> right. had a little thrill of it right next to me. <laughs> and so, what will people see in in the new space, and and uh, what can people look forward to on that stop of the studio art tour? Well, well, first I want to say that last year I bought a piece of Tammy's pottery that I love with the Greyhound. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Which is different. I I like different and and inspiring. So it's the same thing for me, like Tammy was talking about, Uh, being inspired and looking at something different. Uh, Maybe you look, it it helps you look at the world different. It helps you, uh, my art, of course, you know, that's, it's, it's subtle. There's some... Mm-hmm. Art that is very subtle, and I do that. I have a particular painting that I did of the, uh, it's a birthday cake. Mm. I did not start out doing that, but I put an object in the middle of it. My husband, Larry, comes in and says, oh, it's a birthday cake. And I was so mad, I was fuming. I don't paint <laughs> birthday cakes. <laughs> But it's, 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 it's subtle, so I kind of, I, I said, oh, okay, let me think about this. And what it ended up is I had candles uh, shooting out of the top of it, and uh, it was right after the Uvalde shooting uh, of those school children, and so I've named it uh, Never Another Birthday, Uvalde, Texas, mm. 2022, and I did it right after that. And so I, uh, that's what I hope people... Uh, will see uh, when they come into my uh, uh, studio, I, you know, it, it's part of me. I wouldn't say it's all of me because, of course, I love uh, painting some beautiful things. I've done beautiful things, and I like that also, and I think there's a place for both. But in this respect, it, it, I want to say something because I'm not, I've not always been good with words. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, and if I can do it uh, in a way that people have to look at it and and understand it, uh, is uh, is is really uh, a wonderful thing that we all become aware of. That art is also something that speaks mm-hmm. and in a different way. Um, so, yeah, like I said, I'm I'm doing some plein air. So there's some few little landscapes and there's uh uh prints that i'm doing these days and uh How's trying your, to paint i was going to ask about your teaching space because oh in my teaching space oh <laughs> <laughs> i knew we should talk oh, about we that such a great group oh my gosh i have i have uh, and i i haven't been i kind of slowed down in the recent months because uh, i don't know i just felt like i needed to i can get very overwhelmed so i have an open open Painting Studio 1, which is for beginners, and then an open painting Studio 2. And that will start back up in January. So, but right now, uh, I am, uh, uh, I've got a minis class that's a little workshop that we do collage. I, we cut up some of our old paintings. If you think it doesn't have any use anymore, oh, it does. Oh, that's a really brilliant. slap it on to (laughs) it. Both different artifacts and different uh, pieces of different things. Usually, you know, I'm I'm tearing my canvas. I'm putting, and, and it's just a very creative. We all are sitting there doing this and sharing ideas. It's a sharing ideas of ideas and and thought processes and techniques and and so we just can go on forever. And it, and it's just a wonderful thing. So that that happens in October, and then. Uh, I think I might have an exploring, uh, uh, exploring oil painting. Uh, 
But I hope to also have a demo on Saturday or Sunday, and I'll probably set it up for both days, during the Studio Art Tour of using cold wax, mm. which mm. is a very textured, layered technique with oil painting and kind of a, it's it's actually beeswax, but oh, it made me use different different tools so you use whisk brooms and chopsticks and spreaders and you go <laughs> oh, to the used a bit store and you go go to the kitchen section and you find all kind of cool things <laughs> really cool so, i'm so jealous of everybody who gets to go <laughs> to your studio during the tour oh man well, uh, yeah so but anyway it's a and i think that's part of it is that, is that fun aspect and sewing people something new and like tammy said it's about People come in and say, oh, I don't have any artistic bone in my body. And I say the same thing. I said, sure you do. Let me show you. Mm -hmm. Let me show you how to drip oil onto a canvas and see what happens. Let me show you how you can delve into later layers of history with oil paint and cold wax. Let me show you mm -hmm. this. And, and they're, they're hooked. Mm -hmm. They become hooked on this. Mm -hmm. So it's a wonderful thing. I think that's so true and that, that uh, people sometimes don't see themselves, like you said, in that that uh, ability. And that just the difference is that the, um, the your willingness to go to that place, to explore that, to show up with kind of an open mind of where it might take you. And that's really just the difference between, you know, those that might have a, a studio space and those who are just, you know, on the beginning of that path. Mm -hmm. you know, it might not be your end goal, but, but gosh, it's worth the journey to, mm -hmm. to go and, and see what happens if you play a little bit and put some, you know, like you said, Tammy, I loved it. You know, you, you start with one thing and just try to uh, put something down, you're on your way. So I always like yeah. to say, you know, pick a color, pick a, a line, a tool, and off you go. And yep. you never know where it'll take you. Yep. Art is just like walking. It's just putting one foot in front of the other and falling forward, just falling into it. You just lean into it. And the more you lean, the faster you go, the more you get to where you want to be. And it's all a journey. It's mm -hmm. just It's just having fun. And when people say, well, I'm just having fun. Like, like that is nothing. Well, I'm just having fun with it. Well, yes, of course you are. God, I hope so. <laughs> right? Don't do it if Don't it hurts. Don't do it if it hurts. <laughs> right? Just, yes, go have fun. Because if you're doing a thing and you're having fun, then you're making art. And then you're an artist. Yeah. Boom. Just like that. That's you know, perfect. Just be an artist. And we should tell people who want to do the studio art tour how this works, because there might be some mm -hmm. folks who are new, and this might be their first time, even though this is the 19th annual, yeah. which is a very exciting thing for the studio art tour to reach well, that milestone. Free. It's open to the public. So that's the beautiful thing is that anybody can come. You get in your car and you drive to one of these destinations so you can either pick up a brochure at the Northfield Arts Guild or if you're in Faribault the Paradise Center for the Arts you can pick it up at the Chambers Northfield Chamber Faribault Chamber they're all over town they're at the Caribou all these different places you can pick up a brochure and um, I I if you go multiple days, which I always encourage people to go multiple days because there's so many different things to see. But if you're only going to do one day, you can go through the map and see all these pictures of work and be like, oh, I'm interested in that. I'm interested in that. I want to go to a place that has demos or whatever your criteria is. And you can go and it's free. You just show up, you walk in, you experience that particular studio and then you can go to the next studio you can buy the artwork you can talk to the artists you don't have to buy anything if you don't want to um but it it is an opportunity to fill your world with art if you choose to do so or to meet artists and the nice thing about um i when i used to go on the tour that i particularly liked is like you said you get this relaxation of the drive you get this payoff this little zing of adrenaline of getting to see the artwork and then you get to go to the next site and know that you're going to meet somebody else so i think it's a wonderful way to spend a weekend and 
right now the weather at this time of year is so beautiful. So I hope people will come out and get to experience it. Right, 18 studios, 33 artists. So some studios have one, two, three, four. Mm -hmm. Just it varies from uh, location to location. And like you said, there's no map that you have to follow you don't have to do them in order even though every studio will have a number right just to kind of guide you and make sure you're finding the right place mm -hmm. but you can do it at your own pace at your own um you know follow your desires and do a little meandering is sometimes a good thing for us to do when yeah. in a world that feels like we have so many like uh you know, check, check, check off the yeah. list or got to do this or got these appointments. Just see where it goes. I'm pro meandering. <laughs> Very much so. I, I call it sauntering. Yes. Oh, sauntering, sauntering, shuffling, <laughs> mm -hmm. all of these things. That we is, should do more of that. Yes, we should. It's yeah. very restorative. Right. Are there um, any studios you want to call out? I, I, we aren't going to get through them all. Like I said, there's 18 studios and, uh, you know, um, so many talented artists also we should talk about the different types of artwork that you'll find as well yeah we have so the interesting thing is like in Faribault um we have uh Donna Johnson and Lynn Ryan who are a mother-daughter team and their family has been doing rose mulling and Norwegian art for generations and so they actually have a lovely little studio at Lynn's house and they do uh rose mulling and pottery and Norwegian art and it's so fun and Lynn and her mother are wonderful wonderful people and um, you'll never you'll never meet better people in the whole world sorry Rebecca but they are wonderful <laughs> the favorite people. Um, but it's fun to see that kind of historical artwork as well and then of course there's jewelers um, we have new Andrea Torini is new this year and she came from New York and so she's pretty new in the area. So it's fun to meet her and see her amazing bead and jewelry work. Um, uh, Sandra Sargent is new this year as well. She's a stained glass artist in Faribault and again, a wonderful person like Andrea's a wonderful person too. I don't want anybody to think she's not. She's amazing. <laughs> um, we have filled with wonderful people. Wonderful, on every Susie Leidner is also new this year, so she actually does a lot of different things. She does painting. She does collage. She does um, uh, artwork that can hang in your home, and um, we have a lot of people who have been on the tour for two years, like Johnny Walker, who's going to be at the Paradise Center for the Arts. He's also another. Uh, ceramicist and I work with him actually at Shattuck and um, he's the pottery teacher there and he's been on the tour this is his second year so I dragged him in poor Johnny I drag him into so many things um, and then the people have been on the tour so we have tons of people like woodworking Reed Hendershot who's here in uh, Northfield and he does woodworking wonderful work and um, we have glass artist Patsy do here she does paperwork so she does photography and then uses the prints of the photographs and makes them into these just astounding little boxes but they have mobiles inside I don't even know Treasures. how to describe it you have to stop <laughs> by and see it um, and then we have textiles so like uh, Kathy Anderson is doing her textiles her weaving she's got her looms and usually has the them out so that people can actually try them and see them um, there's so many more I mean I could go on and on and on so there's jewelry painting woodwork collage photography there's um, you know the glass ornaments I mean it's like if you if you want it it's here you can see it, you can meet the artists, you can buy the work, you can learn how to do it, and then you go become an artist as well and become get on the tour. <laughs> it might happen. <laughs> it does happen. Actually, yeah. it does happen. Right. Yeah. Uh, anything we missed uh, about the Studio Art Tour? Again, I wanted to tell the dates. It's um, next, next weekend. Mm -hmm. So it starts, some of the studios are open on Friday. And you can get that information at their website, studioarttour.com. And that's for uh, sort of an afternoon um, four to eight event. And uh, I, I guess I didn't look up how many of those. Maybe... 
six or eight are open um, th- that first Friday, mm-hmm. and that gives some of the artists a chance to go on and meet some some of the the folks on the tour. And, but the full tour start is Saturday from ten a.m. to six p.m. and Sunday, October eighth, from ten a.m. to five p.m. And there are, as we mentioned, eighteen studios, thirty three artists, and you can. Um, easily find them there'll be what, what should we look for for the markings this year um the signage are there colors what colors so they are white signs with black and red print on them although some people have older signs which are fun um and they're they're different but they have like a big arrow on them and you really can't miss them if you see a sign and an arrow just follow it <laughs> And then when you get there, you can pick up brochures from that artist and they will take you to the next place. So really, if you there will be signs all over Faribault, all over Northfield. We do have Colleen Riley's studio in Farmington and she has multiple artists at her location as well. Um, and when you're heading out to Farmington, Glennis Lessing and her studio and her artists who are on the tour are on the way. Um so, and if you're coming, people come from the cities as well. And so if they come that way, they can stop at Colleen's first and come down Clinis's way, come into Northfield and head to Faribault. Um, so there's a lot of different ways to tackle it. Um, but the artists that we have are Farmington, Northfield, Faribault, and really anywhere if you see those signs. And there are the banners as well going to the website will help you figure out where you're going. But if you're in those areas, you probably have an artist who lives near you. Mm. That is my guess. So when you're driving along and you see the arrows, they will go out on Friday. So the artists all go out Friday afternoon and put up all their signs. They might do it the night before if they're feeling frisky. Um, But when you see the signs, you can follow the signs and, and you'll end up at somebody's studio and they will tell you how to get to the next place. Fabulous. I'm so excited for everybody who's a part of the art tour and for everybody who gets to experience it. It is um, really a tradition, right? Mm -hmm. In in the, in the fall. And I can't wait to hear this is the 19th year. So then I'm sure there'll be some big celebrations for 20. Yeah. We might have donut holes or something. (laughs) (laughs) You never know. (laughs) It's hard to say. <laughs> oh, well, thank you very much, Rebecca Tolly and uh, uh, Tammy Ressler for being here and s- telling us about the artwork on the Studio Art Tour and for putting this all together so that folks can find the art that's in them or the art that they want to take with them. Thank you for having us, thank Paula. You. You're welcome. It's a delight. Folks, this is Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination. I thank you so much for being a part of the show and hope that you always find time to add some Art Zany to your life. And of course, in the meantime, till next time, Enjoy your imagination. You've been listening to Art Zany, radio for the imagination, with your host, Paula Granquist. Art Zany is brought to you each week by the Northfield Arts Guild and by the Paradise Center for the Arts in Faribault. The Paradise Center for the Arts is a vibrant cultural and artistic gathering spot in historic downtown Faribault. The Paradise is committed to offering high-quality visual and performing art opportunities for Faribault and our region. Regular events spotlight some of the best artists and musicians in our area and throughout Minnesota and the Upper Midwest. Our beautifully restored facility includes art galleries, classrooms, clay and textile labs, a gift shop and rehearsal spaces, in addition to a 300-seat auditorium. Visit ParadiseCenterForTheArts.org for a full schedule of events or call our box office at 507-332-7372. 